morning. How's that, Dustin? Maybe a little bit more? I think we're good. Well, everybody's worried about me this morning because uh, they're asking me questions and I don't know answers to them. Um, Kobe is, uh, he's at a wedding or something for his, uh, for, for Lennon and Heather, uh, his son, and a uh, uh, wedding was yesterday. And so, uh, so uh, he did that, and so he's out today. Ann and Don are out today, and so people are asking me, um, how do you make coffee? And I'm like, I don't know. How do you turn on the Christmas lights? I don't know. I come in, and they're on. I don't know. Um, so um, hopefully we figured all that out. We, oh, yeah, we got a choir up there. Good. That's good. Um, and so... Um, it's been a while since, um, since I didn't have help organizing for worship, and um, so when Dawn and Kobe and Ann get back, um, I'm going to make sure they know, and if you're watching today, you really are appreciated um, more than you realize. Um, as we gather today, I just want to remind us, uh, remind you that uh, Tuesday night um, is the Blue Christmas worship service. Um, that is a worship service that is intended for those who, um, who experience a, a touch of grief or sorrow um, during this Christmas season. Um, it, you know, during Christmas, it is a difficult time for many folks in our community. Folks who have lost a loved one, folks who just experience um, uh, depression or anxiety um, or loneliness, um, when they see all the all the hubbub about joy, it can be a difficult time of the season, and so um, Tuesday night is an opportunity uh, for uh, folks to join together to acknowledge those blues that we sometimes feel at Christmas, uh, but to be reminded that our joy goes deeper than circumstances, and so I hope that you'll come join us on Tuesday, December 21st at 6.30, and then of course on Christmas Eve, uh, we will have our uh, come-and-go family uh, communion from 4 to 6, where you are invited to come with uh, family and friends and in, um, in small groups, uh, sit at tables, and um, receive and participate in communion. And then at 6.30, we will have our Christmas Eve worship service. So um, I just want to remind you of all of those things. I hope those are on uh, your calendar, um, I hope that you will come um, for uh, one, at least one of those services um, as we hear the Christmas story on those evenings once again, that story that never gets old, to hear about this great God of creation who came to be among us, to be one of us. Uh, so that we might know his ways, so that we might experience his love, his joy, and his healing, and we might be sent forth to share that with others. And so I hope that uh, you'll come and participate. As we gather this morning, um, let us turn our attention to God. Let us come in expectation of experiencing the very presence of Christ through the Holy Spirit. Come in anticipation of that spirit working and moving deep within us to continue to shape us and to form us so that we indeed might be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And so I invite you to stand as we sing, O Come, um, o come, o come All Ye Faithful, um, and as we bring the light of Christ in.
going to, uh, to come up and lead us in the lighting of the Advent candle this day. light four candles. The first candle reminds us that even when things seem dark and hopeless, if we look around, we can see signs of light and hope and know that God is with us. Just a moment, we'll get the first candle. The second candle invites us to hear and respond to the voice of the prophet, calling us to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord by allowing the Spirit to change us from the inside out. The third candle is a symbol of the joy experienced when God's kingdom breaks into our world, healing wounds, mending brokenness, freeing the oppressed, lifting the marginalized, overturning injustice, creating new possibilities. We light this fourth candle as a symbol of God's love for us and our love for one another. Let us pray. <clears throat> Living Christ, <clears throat> renew our hope, transform our lives. Give us a joy that transcends our circumstances and a love that reaches strangers and enemies, as well as neighbors and friends. By your Holy Spirit, empower us to live and love like Jesus, so that we might be, make a lasting and positive difference in the lives of others. Amen. Amen. And now I invite you all to stand again um, and uh, sing. You got that? The, the Sing. Old little town of Bethlehem. All right, help the choir as we sing the song.
Our scripture this day comes from uh, Luke. Uh, we continue to read in Luke. I find it interesting in, uh, in this um, um, order of the um, lectionary. Um, it, it, it was, we read from Luke in this year. Um, we, we start at the end of Luke and hear Jesus speaking about the end of his life on earth. And, and then we move backwards to John the Baptist. And, and today we're going to move back and hear from Mary. And then, of course, on Christmas Eve, um, we, will, um, we will get to the birth. But uh, today we read from Luke chapter 1, uh, beginning at um, verse 39. Um, this is a passage of Scripture that immediately follows the, uh, uh, the angel Gabriel um, appearing to Mary to tell her, uh, to invite her uh, to participate in what God is doing, to in, invite her um, to uh, participate in the coming of God in the flesh. And so we pick up the story in verse 39 of chapter 1. Mary got up. And hurried to a city in, in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her heart in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And with a loud voice she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greetings, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. And Mary burst out, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, 
From now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Everyone with ears to hear, hear this word of God this day and respond to it. You know, sometimes I, I think that uh, we, we hear uh, these stories uh, at Christmas time over and over, and, and they uh, become so familiar that sometimes we don't uh, uh, stop and, and, and ponder, I think. And, and when I read this week, one of the things that jumped out to me as I was reading this encounter between um, Mary and Elizabeth, you know, often we want to jump to the, the magnificent song that, that Mary burst forth with. And yet right before that, Elizabeth says, Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. You know, I, I, I can't help but wonder when I read the preceding passage about the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary. Um, I can't help uh, but wonder if Gabriel, if Gabriel went to other towns and invited other women to participate in what God was doing. Um, I, I think sometimes we read that passage of Scripture, we've, we've heard it so often uh, that we hear that passage as if Mary had no other choice, that it really wasn't an invitation that Gabriel would just say, and this is the way it's going to be. And I wonder if we don't read it that way, because we can't believe that given a choice that any woman would say yes to this invitation of Gabriel. I can't help but wonder if we don't read it that way because we know how easy it is to say no to God when he invites us to step out in faith and to truly participate in the new things that he is doing. And so um, it, it just causes me to wonder, because the thing that really makes Mary stand out is her yes to God. It is her response to God, just like Abraham. If you remember Abraham, uh, when God reached out to Abraham and God said, leave your family and go to the land I will show you, Abraham said, yes. He didn't argue, he didn't question, he said yes. And so we see Mary uh, as almost a new Abraham in that she says yes to God. No, uh, the only question she asks is, um, how is this going to work? And getting the answer, she says, let it be. Here I am, Lord, let it be. Mary Mary trusted the word of the angel Gabriel. 
And Elizabeth, uh, upon encountering uh, Mary, she has no idea that Gabriel has appeared to her. Um, She, uh, just upon hearing Mary's voice, um, the Holy Spirit is poured out upon her, and she blurts out these words, not words, probably wondering herself where in the world these words were coming, uh, as the Spirit led her to say, blessed are you. The one who believed, believed that the promises of God would be fulfilled. So what what was it that Mary believed? What was it that led Mary to so quickly say yes to God? Um, Obviously, she she believed uh, that she was being invited to participate in God's mission to set the world aright. She understood. She had been expecting, uh, like most Israelite women and men, she had been expecting God to do uh, a new thing, uh, to come and to set the world aright. She believed that God wanted to do a new thing in and through her as well as in and through Israel. She believed, she believed that somehow she could be the dwelling place for the divine God of creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for the Messiah, for Emmanuel. She believed as she listened to Gabriel, she believed that the child within her, as we see from the song that she proclaimed after uh, uh, Elizabeth speaks these words to, to her, we see that she believed that the child that had been conceived within her would create new possibilities not only for Israel but for the world. That this child would be a, a light in the midst of the world's darkness that this child would come and and offer peace to conflicted hearts and conflicted people, that this child would be a child who brought healing not just to Israel but to all people of the world, that this child would mend hearts and renew people's ability uh, to rejoice. She believed that this child had come to remind the world that love indeed does always win. And she came to learn that this child also uh, was a message and a symbol uh, that death and sin do not have the final word. You see, she believed in these things. She was confident of what God had told her and that God would fulfill the things that he had promised and it caused her to break forth in this joyous song. And so I wonder as we hear this story, as we hear this story and we'll hear uh, the story of Jesus' birth on Christmas Eve, I wonder if we should think about those places in our lives where God reaches out and invites us to say yes. It's so easy to say no to God. And yet Mary shows us what happens when people say yes 
to God. And so we are invited in this season of Advent, we are invited uh, to, to capture, to look for the vision and the signs of God's hope. We are invited to listen for God to speak into the midst of our circumstances. We are invited to, uh, to turn uh, to God and to anticipate the new thing that God might do. But most of all, we are invited to say yes when God comes reaching out to us. We are reminded in this story that God indeed works in the midst of ordinary people and ordinary circumstances, that God works among uh, the humble, that God comes to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and seek to work against injustice. And so I guess the question for us this Advent and on this Sunday indeed is, do we believe? Do we believe? Do we believe enough to act on our faith? Do we believe that God still calls people? Still calls people to participate in His kingdom work. Do we believe that, that God calls each of us to find a place within the kingdom of God that we are invited to participate in so that God's mission of reconciliation and restoration and renewal might come about? Do we believe that God invites us to allow Christ to be born anew within us? So that we indeed might be his hands and his feet in this world. So that we might fight injustice. So that we might reach out to help those who are less fortunate. So that we might proclaim the good news that God's kingdom has come. And that God is here setting things aright. Shaping and forming a people and a world in which all people might thrive. Do we believe, do we believe that God touches hearts and opens minds and transforms lives through us? Or will we just go through another Advent season where we anticipate and expect God to work through someone else? Hoping hoping and yearning that somehow God's kingdom will come here on earth without our participation. As we hear the wonderful story of Mary on this Sunday of Advent, may we, like Mary, say yes to God this day and every day. And who knows, maybe like in, in, in Mary, when we say yes and we believe in the promise of Jesus, we will see new things break forth. We will see the radiant light of Christ um, emit from us and from our congregation and from others as God followers, as Jesus followers, give witness give witness to God's goodness and graciousness as God's 
people indeed live and love like Jesus as God's people act on their faith, not just speak their faith. As God's people respond to what God is showing them and speaking to them. And then, and then the mercies and the love of God will abound in our world again, afresh and anew on this day and in our community. And so this day, may we be like Mary. May we say yes to God's calling and leading so that we too might allow Christ to be born in us and through us so that the love and the grace of God might touch the lives and the hearts of other people. May it be so this day and every day. Amen. You're good, right there. As you receive the bread and the cup, may you know you receive the Holy Spirit that enables you to be Christ's hands and feet. As you receive of the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Spirit that enables you to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, receive the Spirit so you may be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the Spirit, know that you receive the Spirit that enables you to be God's hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Spirit that enables you to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive this bread and cup, may you know that you receive the Spirit that enables you to be His hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, may you know that you receive the Spirit that enables you to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Spirit and are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Spirit and you are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Holy Spirit and are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Holy Spirit and are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. Amen. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Holy Spirit and are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. Amen. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Holy Spirit and are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. Amen. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Holy Spirit and you are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive the Holy Spirit and are enabled to be the hands and feet of Christ. Amen. As you receive the bread and the cup, know that you receive of the Spirit and are enabled to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive of the bread and the cup, know that you receive of the Holy Spirit and you are enabled to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen. As you receive of the bread and the cup, know that you receive of the Holy Spirit and are enabled to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You can put him over there. She's coming back with more. You want
as you receive of the bread and the cup, know that you receive of the Holy Spirit that enables you to be Jesus' hands and feet. As you receive of the bread and the cup, know that you receive of the Holy Spirit so that you may be Jesus' hands and feet. Did we get you all? Okay. They're, they're taken care of? Huh? Oh, okay. Thank you. You get to serve me too. How's that? God, we give thanksgiving for this, um, this great mystery in which you share yourself with us, this bread and this cup, that in some way, as we partake, uh, that we trust uh, that we receive your spirit afresh and anew, that as we partake, just as you promised, the spirit refreshes us continues to work within us, shaping us, forming us, and sending us forth that we might be your hands and your feet, that we might share your love and your grace with our neighbors and with the world. In Christ's name, amen. And now you're invited to stand and join together as we sing uh, the first two verses of Joy to the world. Um, you will join us on Tuesday night at 6.30 or on Friday at 6.30. Uh, but until then, I hope that you will listen for God's voice, that you will look for his signs of hope, and that you will continually respond to God by saying yes to all that he calls you to. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to keep saying yes to God. 
Amen.